It's the Saturday Friends Club. Friends! Hi, friends. We're back. Hi, friend. Hey, friends. Hello. I was doing a lot of, like, high-energy bouncing before we started to just kind of, like, pet myself up. We're back! We're back. I mean, we're back every week, so for the listeners, technically we've never been gone, but, like, we've been gone for a while. Yay! Yeah! Kermit the Frog. Yay. Yeah, that yeah. sounds good. Yeah. I'm, I'm for this. Hi, I'm Josh. Uh, this is the Saturday Friends Club. Sabrina's here. Hello. Mags is here. Yeah, right here. Um, We we, we talk about stuff that uh, we watched once before, <laughs> and we might have liked it. <laughs> and then now, years later, we go that's like- That's the tagline of the show. <laughs> I mean, I think that's- People know that by the time they start listening to this. Yeah, we are like that. 88. 87 I know, but I think that's the most in. succinct way that we've said it so far. Oh, yeah. Shows that we've seen once before. I mean, uh, <laughs> shows or movies that we have seen once before and kind of years later go, uh, I wonder what is up with that. Yeah. I liked it, but now I'm not so sure. Comma, I think I should inflict this upon my friends and see what their thoughts are, comma. Great. Yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't, we shouldn't have ended. <laughs> the show that never ends. More or less. This yeah. is the show that never ends. I don't know if it's a copyright violation. <laughs> yeah, we just got demonetized. Thanks. Great. But Lamb Chop. Yeah. Lamb Chop is a PBS property. She belongs to the first puppeteer's daughter. So I think it is a copyright. Can you bequeath the show to your uh I, I know that she does the descendants. descendants, yeah. Um, I know that she does occasionally do like US. We're off track here. But Lamb Chop occasionally does USO shows. Really? I did not know that Lamb Chop was still making appearances. Yeah, I mean, it's likely something that obviously has not been on PBS for a while, but there's, you know, some some 80-year-old general going like, we need to get something for the kids, something to interest them. Get them that Lamb Chop thing. Yeah, who knows? Need to get, need to get, you know, the, they'll find that fun and nostalgic, and they're just like, "What's up with this weird lady with a sock puppet?" I'm gonna love seeing how you segue this into the actual episode. I, what I'm gonna <laughs> do is I'm going to keep following all of these segues until we finally find one that diverges. Well, I feel like I feel like you have a general right here who's making some bad decisions, okay, and is making some like uninformed, outdated decisions on bad information. Well, I feel like maybe we have a theme for these two episodes. Really? Yeah, you think that it has to deal with some sort of like militaristic bad decisions made on top of bad situations? Right, and so you can only have like cartoonish people with no depth or dimension, but who are still at like volume 11 when you don't <laughs> need them to be there. Like think of like the tropiest trope with like no depth or scaffolding or character growth. And I think... I think, and like that kind of view of the military, like as a black and white sort of like thing, like I think that's where we have our theme. Now, now, what I would say is that I could totally bring this and play this along for five minutes more. The problem is, is that whoever's downloaded this is not only has seen the ID3 tag that says that this is Armageddon. Oh, yeah. They're, they're fully aware. Like no matter how they're seeing, they know that we're covering Armageddon without, without actually talking about Armageddon. Okay, yeah. So we're talking about yeah, Armageddon? We're talk yeah, it's Armageddon. Despite the fact that we were talking about puppets. Yeah, well, I mean, there there was a puppet. That's that's foreshadowing. <laughs> that is. Yeah, there might be puppets later. I'm, I'm sure someone on set had a puppet at one point. 
Little no, there well, was. At least there was someone's hand was up someone's ass there, somewhere. Wow, <laughs> somebody was All definitely right. talking out their ass in this Watch. movie. Watch. All right, I, I got this. You got this. There was a puppet in the movie. It was an animal cracker. They were they were puppeteering with the animal cracker. I mean, sure, but I yep. was using I... it to reference that we were going to talk about <clears throat> short uh, circuit later. later. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah. It was foreshadowing for the next episode. It was. I'm I'm starting to try to like we're we're starting like a meta narrative thing. Oh, okay. Right, like this is where we're putting the seeds in for maybe like a oh, creepy story. Okay. Well, now it's definitely meta because we just talked about it. <laughs> Are we? Can we break the fourth? I already wall? I already hate. Is this there a episode. <laughs> <laughs> You picked it, Josh. Why don't you tell us about your connection to this movie? Well, all right. All I'm going to say this is 1998 movie. All I wanted to say is that basically, you know, we're coming off high off of a. Off of Halloween, we just had Phantom of the Paradise, which is a wonderful, like, mwah, what a weird, bizarre, good film um, that you should see because it's just strange. Um, but I kind of, you know, wanted us to recenter, kind of something to collect us back into, you know, the the our childhoods of old. And I was going like, we need just a nice, thick, heavy, just like slice of Americana. Something, a movie that everyone's seen? And oh. something that everyone has seen. Sure. Everyone has, you know, been baked into. You've seen it. You heard it. It's got to be something. But also something that you kind of sit there and go, God, is that any good anymore? <laughs> and thus, Armageddon. I could not tell you when I saw it, the conditions that I saw it. All I know is that I saw it at least once, if not 20 times. It feels like it is part of my DNA. There is part of my being that had watched Armageddon a billion times, yet never recalled actually sitting down and watching it ever. It feels like one of those movies that like critically panned and then was like immediately syndicated for television. Yes. Uh, like, you know, it's going to be on TBS every Thursday when you are sick. Yeah. And that's that's. Armageddon and Deep Impact, right? It's a twinning movie, right? Yeah, Deep Impact came a year before, mm -hmm. and that was also the uh, the movie that was. By the way, there are meteors coming down, and they are going to slam into the planet. Except Deep Impact was the one of the two that I actually enjoyed. <laughs> Armageddon, I remembered, was the cheesy B, like the cheesy big action movie. I actually enjoyed Deep Impact because it was the darker tone, felt more real movie. I don't even remember that much about Deep Impact. I want to say that everything was blue instead of Armageddon's everything is red. Huh. Red versus blue, yeah. Yeah, I want to <laughs> say that like all of their posters and stuff like were bluer. Sure. And the film itself had more like blue lights and whereas Armageddon has a lot of things filmed in red light. Mm -hmm. All I know is that there is one scene in like in Deep Impact that is like still sits with me of like, oh, that's cool and haunting and terrible. And then I think back to Armageddon, which we had just seen, and try and come and up with one scene. all that you need scene. is that is terrible. <laughs> and try and come up with one scene that's cool or interesting and awesome. And it's just like, no, nah, it's just it's just U.S. broisms the whole way. Come on, guys. Uh, USA, 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 USA. I'm never leaving a man behind. <laughs> In that weird pseudo-Texan accent that, Bruce Willis has for approximately one third of this movie. <laughs> you can't expect him to actually keep an accent that long. Come on. I uh, don't even know why he tries. So, uh, let's see. Mags, it sounded like that you had seen it, obviously, at some point. I feel like I have. It's... I feel like I have. But again, I couldn't tell you when or where 
or if it was like I'd ever sat down and just watched the full movie or I just feel like maybe I've just absorbed the cultural knowledge. Maybe we never actually watched this movie. Sabrina, do you ever remember actually sitting down and watching it Armageddon? Might, I mean, I've seen it, but I think I just <laughs> saw it on TV. See, we none of us have actually watched it before. No. I, I want to say that like maybe even my knowledge of it isn't even from it, but watching people yell about it. Or like, you know, like the secondary sort of outrage engine that happened on the internet in the early like 2012s. What? The Well, like all of the blank critic movie sort of YouTube pop-ups. This is me pretending uh, to be surprised. What? Oh, people sorry. mad on the internet? People <laughs> mad on the internet. Uh, but also like people who went back to like nostalgic properties and were angry about them. Mm-hmm. And that, that whole True. cottage industry that popped up on YouTube and other places. Um, I, I feel like maybe that is my deepest source of knowledge about Armageddon. The cinema Armageddon. sins of the world. I don't yeah. think I've seen any. I mean, normally if I watch any nostalgia stuff, it's usually going to be nostalgia critic, and I don't think I've seen anything. Watched him talk about Armageddon, but I also didn't go looking for it. So right, but once you do one, the YouTube algorithm is like, "Hi, don't you want to watch somebody be angry about something you may or may not have liked or may have never seen?" And it's like, well. I, mean, I just need something out in the background. Yeah. I mean, you're you're just looking for you 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 just want to have that little dose of just like it, it's just something that we had in the background. It would play. It would just constantly be there, and then the entire time you're just sitting there, just it's just there. It was always there. Oh, God. <laughs> How did you not notice that Armageddon was around us at all times? I mean, if Armageddon was actually around us at all times, I think we'd be a little more scared. Yeah, that's true. Because Ar- 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 Armageddon just seems like that's, that's the reference. The End of Days is a different movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger's in that. Oh, shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. How about we go ahead and get this started? Let's talk about an all-star cast. Was Let's... it considered all-star when it actually opened? I mean, I consider it an all-star cast. I uh, mean, now, but back then, was it? Okay. Oh, definitely. Uh, okay. Let's, let's talk about an all-star cast. Let's talk about one of the most important movies of the 90s, I would say. Let's talk about action. Let's talk about saving the world. Let's talk about patriotism. Let's talk about showing those NASA fools what some oil riggers can do in saving the world. Let's talk about Armageddon. Is there anything more patriotic than a weird synth solo of what is obviously not actually any instrument that sounds like a violin, but it's sort of a violin? It sounds like surely the most American of all phenomena. It sounds like it wants to be Titanic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just a little bit. 
sweeping musical with tension and something, even though this movie has no idea how to make or hold tension. <laughs> I mean, it just holds kind of like bad terror at all times. It's like, oh man, we're doomed. We're doomed. I mean, we're kind of like, doomed. Nobody's in a hurry or motivated. Like <laughs> you're we're scared. They're just all sweaty. I mean, yeah. you you know, at the end of the movie, they save the day. There's no, could you imagine the major motion picture where it's like we sent Bruce Willis to space and he fucking died? Right, I know, <laughs> but you still have like a movie language, like film language, to like build and hold tension, right? Like at no point am I made to care about this asteroid. Uh, this is maybe end of the show talk, but do you want to try to get through the plot summary, or do you want to shorten it? Down? Well, I'll I'll detail some of this now. Armageddon is a nineteen. 19- 98 American science fiction disaster film directed by Michael Bay, produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, and released by Touchstone Pictures. The film follows a group of blue-collar, deep-core drillers sent by NASA to stop a gi- gigantic asteroid on a collision course. Co- <laughs> oh, no, a- it's begun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on a collision course with Earth. Here's your all-star cast. It stars Bruce Willis in an ensemble cast comprising Ben Affleck, Billy Bob Thornton, Liv Tyler, Owen Wilson, Will Patton, Peter Stormare, William Filchner, Michael Clark Duncan, Keith David, and Steve Buscemi. Come on, that's like such a good cast. I mean, I think Peter Stormare was my favorite part in this movie. Yeah, he was he was pretty good. I mean, mostly just because he was crazy. And basically Peter Stormare. Yeah. I mean, in every, anything he's ever been in, he's like, I am crazy Russian. No, he's not always Russian, but he does have an interesting, like, accent. I don't, I, but I think it's just the way he talks. Yeah, I mean, the, there's there are definitely worse Russians out there. I'm trying to recall um, John Malkovich is a pretty good Russian, as in the fact he's a very awful Russian. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Yeah. Oh, we need to do being John Malkovich at some point. That movie's weird. That's another one I haven't seen all. I think I think I've seen only in syndication, like on Comedy Central in bits and pieces, and I've never sat and oh. watched the whole thing from front to beginning. Man, he made me watch it. He was a Russian in that one. No, he wasn't a Russian in that one. I was about to say, yeah, I don't remember him being Russian. No, he, he made me watch it. It was weird. There is a uh, there's another movie that he's in. Ben Affleck is in where he does a Russian accent. And he does kind of like a basic Russian accent. And there's people are just like, what accent is that? That <laughs> That's isn't often the experience with John Malkovich. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, John's going. John, John's doing his thing. He's not He's not taking any notes. All right. John is, John is off. Uh, Armageddon opened in theaters two and a half months after a, the similar asteroid impact based deep impact. Uh, let's see. Though Armageddon fared better at the box office, astronomers described Deep Impact as the more scientifically accurate movie. Armageddon was an international box office success, becoming the highest grossing film of 1998 worldwide. Biggest film of 1998. That's sad, (laughs) considering it wasn't that great of a movie. Which means uh, Deep Impact in its dust. Sorry, Deep Impact. You didn't hit it. This was just the beginning of how America cinema went down the toilet. <laughs> Let's see. Once yeah. you let Michael Bay succeed at one thing, he's just 
He's like, I can't wait till I get that Robot Toys brand. <laughs> Hasbro, give it to me. All right. Uh, its budget was $140 million and it made $553.7 million. I think America uh, itself just loves disaster movies. Well, we love disaster movies, and we love the fact that we're the ones that fixes the world. Yeah, true. We like being the heroes. Yes, we are. We are the best. Everyone knows that. And you know why? It's because, you know, America constantly has this in the background. Yeah. I was holding that on. Um, (laughs) I mean, it barely played anything. I'm sorry. I I, I was hoping it would be at a more dramatic point. I'll let it keep going, and we'll hope that it finds it. Um, All right. (laughs) So we're just going to play a guessing game on when to start playing the stupid thing. I wanted to play at the, 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 the dramatic point, but I can't actually listen to it and talk at the same time. It's unfortunate. We're so prepared. Actually, I could hit the Q button. It would likely do that, but I'm not certain. Uh, There's only one way to find out. Yeah, this giant radio station. I mean, I think this plays for us. Wow, okay, that played out. That was different. That that wasn't what I wanted it to do at all. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're off to a great start. Yeah. I don't know what that sounded like to you guys. You know what? Honestly, that level of competence and and uh, and uh, as Harry is the level of competence and as Harry you'll find on the crew um, on this goddamn oil rig. Yep, that is true. All right, so let's get down into it. The plot of Armageddon. And wow, there are a few paragraphs of this. So strap in, boys. Because I got five it paragraphs. It goes on forever. Yes. Like it's a the, two and a half hour movie. It is. This is a very long movie and it did not need to be two and a half hours. A massive meteor shower destroys the orbiting space shuttle Atlantis and bombards a swath of land across the North Atlantic, devastating New York City. NASA discovers through the Hubble Space Telescope that the meteors were debris propelled from the asteroid belt by a rogue asteroid roughly the size of Texas, Christianed Dotty by its discoverer. And there was a funny scene where it's like, because she's an evil, blood sucking, whatever parasite or yeah. something. Yeah. Was this right after Jerry Bruckheimer had gotten divorced? Is that, no, hold on a second. Let me not cast aspersions. I don't remember correctly. <laughs> but this feels, yeah. Okay. Somebody has a relationship problem at home and is writing it onto the screen. Could be. Uh, the asteroid will collide with Earth in 18 days, so let's start a giant countdown clock that for some reason we had here that was tuned to 18 days, um, causing a second extinction event. NASA scientists, led by Dan Truman, plan to trigger a thermonuclear detonation at least 800 feet inside the asteroid to split it in two, driving the pieces apart so both will fly past Earth. NASA contracts Harry Stampard, Considered the best deep-sea oil driller in the world for assistance. Harry insists he will need his full team, consisting of A.J. Frost, Rockhound, Max Leonard, Charles Chick Chapel, Bear, Freddie Noonan, and Oscar Choi to help execute NASA's plan, and they agree to help. All right. Uh, this let's... is already so much faster than the movie. <laughs> yeah, because we've... Okay. Honest to God, that was maybe 45 minutes of movie. Uh, yeah. it, I mean, granted, at the hour mark, they were trying to get the space. So let's explain some of the BS that happens before. There's the, the meteor strike in New York, 
which there's a few things that we want to talk about there. Uh, first thing, Twin Towers, ouch. Uh, every time. Every yeah. time. I mean, especially since it was like beaten to hell by meteors and was like half on fire. All right. And then who was that opening character with the dog? I don't. Did he have a name? I was I was asking for the actor's name because he looks familiar. Oh, uh, um, let's see. Uh, I know the dog had a name because he kept calling for it. If the I'm... dog was real cute, let's be real. I mean, anyway, yeah. the point <laughs> is, is like he's like, I don't know what's going on. Like it could be anything. Like, and and like names Cherish, and it's like, oh god. Like, uh, yeah. I that was the guy that was in the. Oh no, the cab guy was saying something else. Yeah, I don't. Let's see. I would have to go back and see. Bike yeah. messenger. Stu the cabbie was Mike Curry. Well, yeah, the cabbie was different. I love the fact that he is. He's he's actually got a name. Was he? Maybe he's the guy with the dog. Maybe like that. Yeah, there were two characters that was just like mm, this feels unfortunate. <laughs> but you know, it's like, hey, it's a '90s movie. We make bad decisions about people. I was going to be so mad if the dog had died from that first, like, hit from the meteor. But then I was like, oh, thank God they didn't kill the, right, the dog. The, yeah, this is pre-9-11 <laughs> Grimdark. So, like, we have a better chance of silly things like dogs surviving. Yeah. Which I am incredibly. That was a very cute dog. Yeah. It was cute, but I was like, how the fuck did he survive that? <laughs> Thankfully, he was wearing a harness and not a collar. Yeah, that would have been really bad. Yeah. I mean, this is this is... Pretty much disaster movies in the 90s. Horrible things happen, but nobody is ever actually killed. Yeah. Well, no, I think the guy that got hit directly by the meteor got killed. No, he was just knocked out. It's 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 following. Like G.I. Joe. He, uh, because apparently he was he was a bad person because he didn't like the dog eating his poor Godzilla monsters. That is true. Oh, right. Yeah, and he said some racist shit to say about that, too. Pineapple, uh, whatever. I oh, repeat oh it. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah, I like, uh, yeah, uh, Michael Bay and his views on what racism look like. And I don't know, whatever, it's a complicated topic, and I don't want to be the one killing the fun today. So, so, you, so past this, we have Billy Bob Thornton. He oh, is. Oh, God, Billy Bob Thornton before he got super creepy. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, he actually looks normal. <laughs> right? I didn't make the bad Santa turn into my actual self yet. <laughs> I haven't started carrying a vial of blood of my beloved around. <laughs> um, but yes, it basically. I can't say anything though. I'm single. So. <laughs> <laughs> this wait. Well, I don't wait. Huh? I don't. I'm sure you're much better than that. I'm sure. To bring me what I was going for, like a self-deprecating joke there. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Um, I'm just imagining you just on like public transit, just sticking people, just being like, no, I'm just making the perfect person. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need to see if our blood types match. Oh my God. Uh, uh, that feels so sleazy. Like everyone in this movie. Go yeah. on. Uh, so do we want to talk a little bit about each of the characters that we're going to, well, we are, cause we haven't that? gotten okay. to the rig yet. Oh my bad. Yeah, um, yeah. so basically we have Billy Bob, Billy Bob's like, Hey, we got this. We got to figure out it's going to hit us in 18 days. Let's get everybody together. They have a whole bunch of just like different plans, and basically the best plan that they can come up with is uh, is basically, um, hey, you know, uh, let's just drill a hole in this thing and then blow it up and split it into two pieces, and miraculously everything will drift apart, and like it'll avoid us completely when we do this. 
And granted, they're coming up with like legitimate, some of the other things that they legitimately bring up is like, oh, we could do solar sails. And they bring out the Mylar and he's just like, get that bullshit out of here. <laughs> right. No, they have like other good ideas. And it's like, no, we need the most outlandish one. And like, they're like third, like the first one is like a laser. And the second one is like solar sails. And then the third, the third one is like, Blow it up with some nuclear bombs. Somebody's like, but it's not enough nuclear bombs. But it's not enough nuclear bombs. Somebody's like, well, the president's advisor, the science advisor says X, Y, Z. And then, like, Bill Bob Thornton's like, yeah, I went to MIT with him. Do you want to get astrological or astronomical advice from a man who got a C minus in astrophysics or whatever? (laughs) 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 What a weird burn. And, like, set up of, like, one of the Michael Bay issues, which is that, like, the government is bad. And everyone is in it is incompetent, and also everyone in this movie is either incompetent and loud, or like good at their job and loud and a jerk. And the most American. Yeah, well, they're all the most American, but like those are the two kind of men that exist. That's it. Like but, what a what a way to view half of the species. But it also d- does the portrayal of politics as being the thing that is ultimately going to like do the bad thing, <sighs> because that's always a, a, a action movie trope. Yeah, how dare we try to come through a reasonable solution with everybody in? Oh God, dear, oh my. Yeah. Uh, so basically, yeah, but it's weird that in this is like the pre, uh, like the pre Michael Bay filleting the U.S. military too, because like the general. Uh, is like a, one of the bad guys who is sort of representative of the administration. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, in it's Transformers movies and the stuff that happened post 9 11, like, it's much more like, yeah, the government's bad, but soldiers are great. <laughs> Which is like a complicated, nuanced position, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, so basically, Billy Bob goes, all right, so we need to drill a hole on this thing. So we need to get a spaceship up there. We need to land it on the rock. We need to drill it to, you know, oh, yes, 800 yes. feet. And then set the nuke inside of there and blow it up so it splits into happy, happy day. Um, meanwhile, let us uh, let us mention that every few, I'd say maybe like every twenty minutes, we get a cutaway of this uh, of this meteor that's coming towards the Earth, asteroid, yes. whatever. Yes. And it is like them attempting to do the Death Star each time of just. It reminds, it reminds me of just remember, a screaming asteroid. Yeah, uh, it's been and a everyone, while. Yeah, right. But do you remember how like the movie would go off the rails, and then they would show like the solar thing, like the ticking clock mechanism, which was like completely arbitrary and didn't make sense to I'm sure anybody. And he'd be like, "Oh, to, there are stakes. Remember, like the movie's about a thing, and it's coming. <laughs> we promise." And you're like, "Are you sure? All, you, all you've given me is a CGI of a, an astro, like bad. Well, I guess actually, it's, it, it, the CGI holds up. Yeah, the practical is- effects do not." Yeah, we'll we'll get to the practical effects yeah. when they show up. Um, so we well, cut the CGI holds up also because it's dark and not under much scrutiny. Oh yeah, like totally. it, they're not going for anything amazing and, and and cutting edge here. I think they were like, we want some serviceable asteroid. I mean, it is essentially the asteroid is the asteroid from the beginning of the next generation. Let's just go with that. <laughs> let's go with that. How do we make a floating rock in space look scary? Put some jets of green stuff coming out of it and make it scream. And make it super spiky so people know it's evil. It's real scary. It's got like blades of rock. That's what an asteroid looks like, all right? The only other bad thing is you could put bugs on it. Now all of a sudden we're at Starship Troopers all Uh, over again. No. I like Starship Troopers more than this movie. Oh, ouch. Oh, yeah. Okay. One, Starship Troopers was only an hour and a half. 
Starship Troopers was garbage, but respected your time. <laughs> Unlike this show, which is already at the 30-minute point, and we oh haven't even introduced the main characters. All right, let's go, let's go. All right, so let's go ahead. I'll go back down this list. So we're starting with uh, our our number one, our, our big man on campus, our Bruce Willis of the crowd. We're talking Harry Stamper. What a name. Harry Stamper has this oil drilling company, uh, and you could just count him as one of those. He's one of those just shoot by the hip, just like hard-boiled Americans, just like... Hard-boiled American millionaires. Yeah, he, he's just... He, listen, he's got this company. He's, he, he respects his men, but he's got a job, and it needs to be done right. And he doesn't respect what's happening with this A.J. Frost. Now, A.J., He's kind of like the up and starts. He knows how to drill. He's got the drilling down. He's pretty good, but he takes too many risks. He's too, he tries too hard to push himself way past the limit and sets everything up for failure. The only problem is, is that he is into Harry Stamper's daughter, which who is not listed here in the group of people because she really doesn't factor into the movie at all. Like she doesn't. Not yeah. She really she's does. not a sexy lamp. She's just a lamp, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like played by Liv Tyler. Uh, what what is her name? Let me let me find that out. Real quick. Georgia, Georgie. He says it. He says it a bunch. <laughs> you, you have you have you're in the right letter range. You're, it's Grace. Oh, he says it a bunch of times. Yeah. But there's but remember there's a hilarious scene because okay then he he goes to see AJ because there's problems but then like there's AJ a, there, turned on a drill bit th- that like he had turned off for a reason yeah and then and then all of a sudden like so he comes to AJ's room and AJ's like oh hey what's going on all of a sudden there's a cut to like a foot moving between the sheets and it's like oh no there's somebody in that bed and then oh no there's a woman on this rig and then it's just like he's talking to him and he's just like. Oh, listen, I'm sorry about setting that bit. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, uh, Harry's just like, you've never apologized this fast. Something's up. And he moves the cover. And it's his daughter. And now we have a a kooky scene where he runs around the oil rig shooting a shotgun. Shooting a shotgun at his best engineer, best worst engineer, who is fucking his daughter. Ooh, boy. And all the while, she's just like, stop it, daddy. And he's just like, whatever, I'm bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, like, the whole time she's like, I'm an adult, you can't control my life, and he's like, that's fine, whatever, I'm gonna try to shoot this man. Well, I'm gonna murder this man. And remember, she doesn't call him dad. Oh, yeah. No, she She calls calls him Harry. Harry. Yeah, and he's like, I've told you, I've asked you to call me dad. She's like, I know, Harry. (laughs) Which is, like, funny. But it's like, they're like, oh, hey, so, like, we know what he's doing is bad, but, but he's gonna do it anyway, and he's still a good guy. Well, but because it's that kooky defending your, you know... Defending your daughter's honor stuff. In cold blood. Yeah. yeah oh, my God. That's such a... I hate that. This I part mean, of the movie. I mean, if I'm sorry, but if you own an oil rig, I think you'd be smart enough not to risk damaging... Well, not only is it risky because there's oil, but you're damaging your rig. Why would you shoot a... I don't care how angry you are. You're going to really waste money by shooting a gun on your expensive-ass oil rig? Well, he he's defending his daughter, who can't make a decision for I mean, herself. He's who he's firing she wildly near his other employees. Also, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's just bad. And actually, does tag him with a with a shell. Yeah, like he does yeah, get shot in the leg. Yeah. Oh yeah, so. it ricocheted. 
And then all of a sudden, because of AJ's thing, the oil rig goes up in a whole bunch of oil. And now everybody's covered in oil and there's fire. And the, the, there are some people there that were like checking out the oil rig, but they think it's a good time, even though they were very likely all about to die. Um, yeah. Were they, were they there while he was firing the weapon or was that after? I think it was after. I think it was after. Yeah. yeah but they and were. Like, I think they're foreign investors because mm-hmm. the rig is like off the coast of Taiwan. Yeah. Uh, right, and like I think they don't so, speak cause... any English, which is weird because everybody speaks English in Taiwan. I don't know. It, it, I don't it, know. Nineties racism. I don't know where exactly it was. I knew. I know the rig was called the China Seas. That that was the name that was on the rig. I don't know if they named their rigs, and that was the name of the rig. I don't know how oil drilling works. Yeah, and I don't <laughs> think Michael Bay does either. Yeah, I'm not really sure. That's but not I... actually the person who is credited mostly with the writing. But I'm going to blame him for all of it. <laughs> That's your because, ass, I am. Just because I can. So <laughs> Well, also, it has, like, oh, anyway. Well, yeah. all right. So let's see if we can get through this. So blah, blah, blah. We meet a bunch of people. Uh, Steve Buscemi character is kind of a creep because he, I don't know something about the the giving uh, Liv Tyler's character tampons. And he was like, I didn't teach her how to use them. And, you know, right, some, yeah. Some... She, she's making the point that her, her dad, Harry, has never really been there and, and, and says that, like, that that character took her ashore to get tampons and showed her how to use them. And he's like, no, 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 I didn't show her. Uh, but then he like says several times about other women, like, oh, she didn't tell me how old she was. So like, he's a fucking creep. Yeah. A shame because Steve Buscemi took that specifically because he was tired of having roles being a creep. Then he took the role because they said a bat, he'd be a badass ge- geologist. And then they just added in some more creepy stuff when he took the role. Yeah. Steve Buscemi had, uh, bucked hard on this movie. No, he, he, you know, he he's made the money. Oh yeah, definitely. But it yeah. still must have been like demeaning. Yeah, a little bit. He's probably like, really, really fucking Michael. God damn it, Michael. Right, and then he gets to be like a a, a double doctorate geology ge, ge, geochemist. Geolo- yeah, uh, who doesn't understand slingshotting around the moon, <laughs> <laughs> which we'll get to. How does that fucking work? Uh, is that like when Wiley e. Coyote has the rockets in a slingshot? <laughs> yes. Doctor, doctor. <laughs> Turns out that I went to Trump University for my Ooh. education. But he, could, but, but he could tell when they overshot and by how far and just somehow magically knew that. <laughs> we'll no. get there. All right. So basically, let's see. Then all of a sudden the government shows up, says, hey, we need you, Harry. Harry's like, for what? And they're just like, for reasons. And he's like, well, okay, but I take my daughter. And they're like, okay, whatever. We'll just kidnap you people because we're the government. And they take him to NASA. NASA's like, hey, yo, uh, this is a thing going to hit us. And Harry's like, oh, okay, uh, that seems like it's bad. Uh, what do you got on this? And they're like, well, here's this drill. We were thinking you could train these NASA people who have studied for years and have doctorates and everything on how to use a drill. And he's like, that's bullshit because you stole my patent and did it wrong. And I can't teach these people how to be the drilling people because that's just a magical power that you get by being on a magical oil drill. Um, but I can learn how to be an astronaut. But I can get these. I can learn how to. That's easy, right? I can get these groups of weirdos to be them. And they're just like Billy Bob Thornton just goes fucking fine. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> like he does not give a, any fight in, in any of the things. Just like uh, this is all the things that they want. Okay, fine. Right. Uh, these so... are the people I want. Okay, fine. And also like somehow when he left the oil rig, work stopped and everyone just like left. 
Yeah. Right. But, so they have to go find everyone. And then we have this crazy montage of like, oh, this person's just like riding out in the in like Nevada, and this one's getting a tattoo, and this one's at the at in Vegas gambling, and this one is picking up a girl he knows is married. Yeah. Steve Buscemi's character again showing what a sleazeball he is. And then okay, so from this particular point, then they all come to NASA, and they're just like. Okay, then we have the list of things of all the crazy stuff that they want. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, fine. And then they have to do the astronauts. Oh, and there's Owen Wilson. Oh, yeah, there oh, is yeah. Owen Wilson. <laughs> How you make Owen Wilson forgettable in a movie, I don't know. <laughs> you pretty much just introduce him and then kill him shortly after? Yeah. Wait, did you see Um, did you see Suicide Squad? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, who is it? Boomerang that they kill right away? That felt like Owen Wilson in this movie. <laughs> uh, hi, we've given you the shortest backstory. <laughs> Hey, I just showed well, up in this movie. Was kind of like an or ass. not boomerang. Uh, the guy who's the zipline, whatever. With the, the like he's killed. Spider Man. Right no, <laughs> I thought it was the boomerang guy that was killed right away. No, because that's the that's the Australian guy with the pony that they set up and set up and then don't pay off with. Um, no, it's it's fine. Yeah, the like the native guy who could climb any he can climb anything, but he doesn't get one of like the fancy title cards and theme songs. He just climbs out of the gate, and they're like, oh, if you try to escape, the collar will blow you up. And they're like, no, oh. it won't. And we needed someone to die. I don't right, we needed someone. We needed an IP to kill, and we weren't going to, like, even pretend to make you care about him. We're not sure how this works. Um. So then basically, okay, now we have a funny montage of them learning how to, to do different NASA stuff, and we're going to put them in fighter jets, and, you know, now we're going to... Uh, gonna try all this stuff, and we're gonna do the underwater, uh, the underwater lab, which actually was the underwater lab at NASA that they were allowed to use for filming in this. They were also allowed to film uh, on top of the actual uh, launch pads that they that they used at NASA. So they wow, had... these people have received such honor, and they wasted it. Oh, the <laughs> and be- they made Armageddon. <sighs> the best part is, is that Ben Affleck, uh, when they were on the launch pad, they were specifically told. Okay, listen, you can be on this launch pad, but do not get into that rocket over there. And then Affleck went like, sit down. They're like, sir, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? I, I Honestly, I can't tell you that I would not have done the same thing in the same circumstance. What are you going to do? You're just going to tell me no. Okay, I did it. <laughs> right. It's not right. like I want to be sent to space right now. I just want to sit in the damn rocket. Right. This is a literal once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Like, and back after th- you see how bad this movie is, you will never <laughs> invite me back. If it was modern day, he would essentially gone, si- sat on it, did a selfie, and walked out. Like <laughs> yeah. That, that would have been just like, done it. I mean, when there was a scene where they got to ride in the aircrafts because they wanted to show him what it would feel like to like be inside the rocket when it was taking off, I was kind of jealous. I was like, I want to be the person who gets to ride in the back of the fucking aircraft and they're doing barrel rolls and loop-de-loops. No. You can purchase rides like that. Yeah, you can go on like the, there's something called the Vomit Comet. Yeah, I've heard of that one. That's the one that does the grid yeah. the loop so you do the gravity thing. The parabola, sorry. But yeah, it, yeah, yeah. But like going up like that, you experience G forces. Oh yeah. yeah. But you if you actually go to Russia, they actually do fly MIGs and they will put you into the passenger seat of a MIG and just like be like, All right, strap the fuck in, you're gonna black out like hell. Oh my god. <laughs> that sounds like fun. <laughs> Life goals. One just got set for Sabrina. <laughs> we are different people. Hey, this is 
the girl who's who when she was young was like, I want to be a fire pilot, and then her grandma immediately went, You can't because you wear glasses. <laughs> Sad but hard truth. Yeah. I know, but like that dream was dashed so fast. That but, was the fastest but, the dream has ever been dashed you, in someone's life ever. You were getting that like top gun just <laughs> you can't you have glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Oh, that was. You could have been a, a trick pilot with a a non-jet plane. That doesn't sound as cool. And it, trick it's not. pilot on a non-trick airplane. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now that I'm older, I mean, yeah, that probably is just as fun. You're not going as fast, but you're still doing cool shit. Right, and you can get like a bomber jacket and a leather yes. helmet. And... Okay, so we. Basically, right now, so we are at, uh, so again, they do the underwater thing. They're working on it. AJ has his team. He's working on getting everything drilling. AJ, once again, goes a little bit too hard and tries too much, breaks the drill bit. They fail the simulation. They're just like, AJ, you're too much of a wild card. And they're just like, whatever, man, this is how I roll. He's like, no, the simulation is wrong. It would have had another... It wouldn't. It wouldn't have broke. It's they like had how... a break too early. They have a margin of error, and that's not okay. But it's like, how the heck do you know? Do you know how shit works in space? No, you don't. You're not an astronaut. You're an oil also, rigger. This has literally never happened before. Like nothing like this has ever been drilled before. Right. So why would you risk it? I mean, I understand there's a payoff later in the movie about this whole fucking situation, but technically. He's not in the right. He's not. He's a, he's an ass. Yeah. So uh, let's see. At this point, at this we point, have... we're only halfway through the movie. <laughs> well, we haven't even. So we haven't even gotten to the one hour point. We're already forty one minutes into our discussion <gasps> of Armageddon to show you how fucking long this movie is. <sighs> uh, so basically, then uh, at this point, we are. I think now is when we're just like, oh. God, yeah, we need to do stakes again. Uh, let's just let some meteors fall in Asia somewhere. All right, Asia. Asia, brand-ass Asia. Where in Asia? Somewhere Asia. It's like the 1700s. <laughs> Everyone's like, in a boat. You know that one Chinatown that they made? And everyone, like, all the other Chinatowns, like, this is not, not a, a joke, but, like, a lot of Chinatown uh, uh, associations and, like, decorations are modeled after one place to bring tourists. Right? And yeah. so, like, it feels like that, Asia. Yeah, it Instead is. Instead of, like, actual, where was it supposed to hit? Hong Kong? It, no, it didn't say. They it never. just said Asia? He, they oh. just said Asia. Oh. Like, well, that's specific. Yeah, it's just like, it's going to hit Asia. Like. <laughs> that giant landmass? Yeah. With all of those different kinds of people? Yeah, so it's. With it, all of those different kinds of structures? So it's just like, oh, yeah, stakes again. These and they're really just like, old oh. looking structures that probably doesn't nowhere in Asia does it actually look like that anymore? Like it looked eighteen hundreds. Like <laughs> everything was made of wood. Yeah, it looked it looked like this this I don't think this place exists. Um okay, so oh okay, actually it was Shanghai. Sorry, they did they do mention it here. Oh it's supposed on to be Shanghai. Shanghai that was Can Shanghai. Can we Google Shanghai in nineteen ninety and see what it actually sure. looked like? Because I'm like I'm sure they could have looked up an encyclopedia <laughs> Well, I mean, like, this is the problem, is that, like, uh, I, I think this is a problem, is that people, are, are, like, movie executives are like, audiences are dumb, and you have to give them, like, the lowest common denominator of a thing. Yeah, that is Shanghai in 1990. I know, and Mags, I know that that's a little far away, but that is definitely not sticks and stones. 
and it doesn't have those old looking boats they decided to show yeah. in the movie either. I granted old school fishing boats. They have a Shanghai uh, 1990 to 2010 picture that's pretty crazy. Shanghai is built up a little bit. Shanghai is a very modern city. Now. Oh yeah. So I think it was modern back then too by its standards, but by 1990 standards. But, yeah. But of course, that's not how Americans look at the world. Everybody else is in the sticks, but us. All right. Um, we don't have capability for self-reflection. Yep. All right. So NASA plans to launch two specialized space shuttle orbiters, the X-71s, Freedom and Independence, to increase the chances of success. The shuttles will refuel with fluid oxygen from the 11-year-old Russian space station Mir, uh, which is modified to have artificial gravity by rotating on itself. Uh, before making a slingshot maneuver around the moon to approach the asteroid from behind. NASA puts Harry and his crew through a shortened but rigorous astronaut training program while Harry's dream re-outfits the mobile drillers, armadillos, for the job. Okay, hold on a second. I would like to point out that this movie was made in 1998. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mir crashed to the Earth. A Mir, three <laughs> years later. Coincidence? Oh my God, seriously? <laughs> That's sad. Well, I was sort of implying that Mir was like, you know, I was like, I quit. <laughs> you, damaged, you damaged my reputation. During... I didn't want to be involved in this movie. <laughs> this is the legacy you left for me? God damn you. Exactly. Uh, during training, Truman and Harry are skeptical about the abilities of AJ, who has been dating Harry's daughter, Grace, against Harry's wishes. All right. The destruction of Shanghai by a meteorite forces the government to reveal the asteroid's existence as well as their plan. The shuttles are launched and arrive at the space station where its sole cosmonaut, Lev Antropov, uh, helps with refueling. Let's see. Is there anything that we missed before? The oh, how can we forget that lovely, witty scene when they're all in their space suits and they're walking out? Uh, well, no, we have we have two scenes because... First, we have the scene where it's like, it's the day before the launch, and, and Harry's just like, I need to let them go out and do their thing. They got to be free spirits. It might be their last day on Earth, so they need to go be themselves. Hold on a second. It's even worse than that. He's like, they got to remember what they're fighting for. Like, are these people <laughs> so cold-hearted? Like, this is like, they started on day 14 or day 17, so like two weeks, and they forget what it's like to be human? Yeah. <laughs> like, what a foul view you have of these people. Either what incredible assholes you've written or what, like, a bad opinion you have. Yeah, and then, neck, and, then what, folks. and then Steve Buscemi's character's like, they need to remember what they're fighting for. And Steve Buscemi's like, yeah, give me a $100,000 from this loan shark so I can pay a hooker. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buscemi's super creepy. Yeah. Character's super creepy again. Well, but then we also get the animal cracker scene. I'm sorry. This was at the point where I started skipping over stuff. <laughs> no, no, no. Because he's got I the animal cracker. Hold on. Hold on. We've also forgotten the scene where, like, Ben Affleck makes a picnic in a shuttle booster for his girl, and he's just creepily kissing her shoulder while her while freaking Harry's watching them. Yeah, it's super creepy on everyone's part, and yeah, again, could be replaced with a lamp. (laughs) He's just like, Dad. Here, to make sure that I can get to the scene faster, I'll just play it at 2x speed. Wow. (laughs) I'm sorry. If only I'd done that for the movie. (laughs) 10x speed. Okay, it's done. 
There we go. Oh, perfect. Don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, baby. And I don't want to miss a thing. All right. And a bunch of people just unsubscribed who were subscribed. All right there, Mags. Uh, this is why I don't go to karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Perfect. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's in all of our blood. That song is in our DNA. It's not in my DNA. I uh, know. I definitely like the minute that started those strings started. Well, I was like, I know what this is. <laughs> oh, no. Liv Tyler got them the song, didn't they? No. Hey, I'm a mouth with a song. My name's Steven Tyler. <laughs> I have lips the size of Texas. How are Wait, you? Is she actually yeah. related to? Really? Yes, yeah. Liv Tyler is Steven Tyler's daughter. That's Wait, she came from that guy's semen? Yep. <laughs> yep. Don't yell into the mic is what I was trying to No, no, no. You can yell into these. These got compressors. They oh. can handle all sorts of yelling. Okay. So. Oh, my God. You would never think it by looking at her. <laughs> I mean, the, Patton Oswalt has, has a, jo a joke about Angelina jo Jolie and stating, like, how the hell did that come from John Voight's dick? <laughs> um, good point. Yeah, so sometimes, sometimes Genetic once you get the money, crap shoot, yeah. Also, if you're a child with a bunch of money growing up, maybe you have the stuff to make yourself look prettier. I don't know. Good nutrition. Who knows? Yep. Uh, all right. So the destruction of Shanghai by meteorite forces the government to reveal the asteroid's existence. Uh, the shuttles are launched, arrive in Mir, and the where a sole astronaut, Lev Antropov, helps with the refueling. And there's another scene. AJ's supposed to help out, but then he doesn't know what's going on. Then there's a fire, and oh, no. I know, but that wasn't his fault. There was some weird random leak somewhere that they didn't see. Yeah. A uh, major fire breaks out during the refueling process, forcing the crews, including Lev, to evacuate into the shuttles before the station explodes. The shuttles perform the slingshot around the moon, but approach the asteroid the Independence engines are destroyed by trailing debris, and it crash lands on the asteroid, killing Noonan Oscar, a munitions specialist, Lieutenant Hansley, and shuttle pilots, Colonel Davis and Tucker. All of these people who are given so little screen time that we just introduced their names as they died. Yep. And also the guy who was com uh, constantly defending that he didn't know how old the girl he was sleeping was with was. Right. Oh, oh, no, no, no. He he stays for a while. Like okay, right, no, yeah. No, sorry, oh, this movie goes on forever. No, Owen Wilson dies at this point. Oh right, Owen hey. Wilson. He's the smartest one among them. Hey, I just showed up for this paycheck. What's going on? Oh, I last for a whole like five scenes. Okay. <gasps> All right. <laughs> Everybody just knows me because of my messed up nose. Hey. All right. Uh, all right, so then, so basically now we've had the entire thing of like, oh no, we only have one shuttle and they gotta now land on this hellscape and the bore a hole and we don't, the other shuttles lost and blew up and dead, but actually they're really out there. They just don't have comms and all of a sudden like they're in a pocket of this weird, of iron and because of that their radio transmissions can't go out and then, boy, at this point it's just, oh my God, it's, like it's it was a slog unnecessary piece of scene 
It was a it was a slog getting here, and now that we're here, it is just like it's still a slog. Like th- we've just got so many things that we have to get through of like people screaming at each other because things aren't working, people yelling at each other because like the drill can only go down so far. Then like the well, they had to replace the bit. Then they had to replace have the we... shaft. <laughs> <laughs> Come Sorry. on, be adults here. Be an adult. No. Did we talk about like the one guy with the nuke? Well, we're about to okay. because that, right. that comes yeah. up again. Like I said, this is the point where I started skipping forward <laughs> five or ten minute segments at a time. Wow. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, the freedom manages to land on the asteroid, but overshoots its target zone, landing in a much harder metallic field than planned. And their drilling quickly falls behind schedule. The military then initiates a backup plan called secondary protocol. <laughs> Eyes only. <laughs> Set. All right, uh, Eric, you're in charge of naming the protocol that we're going to set up. Secondary protocol. Good job, Eric. <laughs> Not our Eric, a better Eric. Wow. Worse, no, worse Eric. Eric. I was about to say. Sorry. Messed up. A very rigid literal Eric. <laughs> yes, the most literal Eric. I love you, Eric. Um... So, uh, the military initiates the backup plan called Secondary Protocol. God, that's such a bad name. Planning to remotely detonate the weapon on the asteroid's surface, despite Truman and Harry's insistence that it would be ineffective, because they're just like, eh, we got to do something, so let's just do it. Truman delays the military while Harry convinces the shuttle commander, Colonel Willie Sharp, to disarm the remote trigger. The crew continues to work, but in their haste, They accidentally hit a gas pocket, allowing their armadillo into space with Leonard inside. As the world learns of the mission's apparent failure, another meteorite decimates most of Paris. In a scene that's just like, uh, okay, let's, um, yeah, let's just blow up Paris. All right, that that, that was a scene that happened. No, nobody cares, apparently, because it's not America. Not America. All seems lost until Independence Armadillo arrives with AJ at the controls. They reach the required death depth for the bomb. However, flying debris from the asteroid kills Lieutenant Gruber and damages the triggering device, requiring someone to stay behind to manually detonate the bomb. The crew draws straws and AJ is selected. As he and Harry exit the airlock, Harry rips off AJ's air hose and shoves him back inside, telling him that he is the son Harry never had and gives his blessing to Mary Grace. Harry contacts Grace to bid his final farewell. After some last-minute difficulties involving both the shuttle engines and the detonator, Antiprov crudely manages to get the engine started and the freedom moves to a safe distance and Harry triggers the detonation while his life flashes before his eyes. The bomb successfully splits the asteroid, avoiding the collision with Earth. The freedom safely returns to Earth and the surviving crew is treated as heroes. AJ and Grace get married with photos of Harry and the lost crew members present. That's Armageddon. Uh, who gives a shit they get married in the end? <laughs> Literally no one. They've had maybe six minutes of shared screen time, a half of which was 
uh, her dad running around with a shotgun chasing him. <laughs> yeah, but there was that super sexy scene with the animal cracker, crackers. Ugh. <laughs> yes, that that was, you go back, that's the least, like, <laughs> hi, we're, be- all right, Michael uh, said that we need to be, uh, um, this has to be the romance part. Romantic. Uh, I'm Ben Affleck, so I'm just learning to act. You're Liv Tyler. You've never learned to act. So uh, let's just do this with animal crackers. What do you say? Right. Liv Tyler reminds me of, like, if Renee Zellweger had no charisma. And, like, that's already, like, you're starting at a low bar. Well, are you ready for some... I mean, uh, she makes a, pr- a pretty elf. Renee Zellweger? No. Liv Tyler. Oh. She plays... Uh, Aragon's love interest in Lord of the Rings. All right. Well, you are you ready for I some? She did name. learn to act. Yeah, Arwen. Right. <laughs> I forget what her name is. It's fine. Yep. Are you ready for some Armageddon tri- uh, trivia? Tell me about this sin. Huh? What? <laughs> Tell me about this sin. All right. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for uh, for Sabrina, but take a random guess. Who was originally spotted to be Harry Stamper? Arnold Schwarzenegger. God damn it. You got it. First shot. <laughs> Absolutely. Hello. Yep. Arnold I Schwarzenegger. I liked it more if it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. But pretty much Arnold was in, uh, was considered for the role. Of course, a bunch of people are, but yeah. yeah. I need to bench press this asteroid. <laughs> uh, they would have just given Arnold a hand drill and the movie would have been over. Uh, by the way, <laughs> you need to send this one Austrian man to space. He'll take care of us. Oh, uh, one thing I should mention is that there are some super clips out there of this particular thing. So uh, the commentary track that Ben Affleck made for this movie. Doesn't he get fucking wasted on it? Oh, he just he rips into this movie so much. Uh, Specifically, the one really notable thing is that point where they have the NASA astronauts and Bill and uh, Harry pretty much saying like, you know, I know I need my men. Uh, And he specifically says like, he asked Michael Bay, wouldn't it be easier for NASA to train astronauts to drill rather than training drillers to be astronauts? Bay then told Affleck to shut the fuck up. Uh, besides the reasoning behind sending drillers rather than training astronauts, as explained in the movie. It was a really bad reason <clears throat> that made no sense. Yeah. Yeah, he he, he also he makes many allusions. Uh, also, um, Bruce Willis, who... Um, said that he hated working with Michael Bay and uh, has not appeared in any of Michael Bay things. Bruce Willis, also not the easiest person to work with. Yeah, so. sort of also famous a jerk. Uh, NASA shows this during their management training program. Uh, new managers are given the task to try and spot as many errors as possible. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> That's amazing. At least 168 have been found. So... Like you... factual errors? Yes. Or like okay. 168 factual errors. I wasn't there. sure it was like, oh, this is not how we do this. Sort of procedural yeah. errors. Or uh, what? Steve like... Buscemi claimed the role of Rockhound was pitched to him as that heroic geologist, but then all the sleazy parts were uh, put in. Uh, let's see. Right. I like how, like, like there's some very clear signs that this movie has been stitched together. Like, so, so I was reading the Wikipedia article and it says nine screenwriters worked on this, five of whom are credited. Um, and like, they sell all, like several of these miners or the drillers, excuse me, are like pitched as these like scientific heroes in these greatest minds of their time. But like not one of them gets a chance to do any science or proof that they're smart or whatever. Like it's real weird. <laughs> Let's see. Um, some other pieces here. Uh, Michael Bay admits this is his worst movie. 
I apologize for Armageddon because we had to do the whole movie in 16 weeks. It was a massive undertaking. That was not fair to the movie. I would redo the entire third act if I could. Maybe you could just trim the entire yes, third, the third act. act. <laughs> so, like, you know how sometimes when you talk about, like, and then everything goes wrong, everything that can go wrong does go wrong. And usually what you mean is, like, there's hijinks or that, like, there's a lot of trouble. But it feels like at every action that they took, something went wrong. And that, like, this pads the length of the movie. Uh, Steve Buscemi, uh, when asked why he did this film, stated he wanted a bigger house. Uh, Billy Bog Thornton admitted doing the film for money and often jokes about it, but he also called it not that bad. Uh, He's not that bad in it. The shuttle launches were real? That's so cool. Uh, let's see. That asteroid, though. Yeah, that asteroid. Oh, my God. It looks like something out of the 1970s. Like, it's oh so bad. There was a mentioning that if the asteroid was really the size that, as it was stated, um, that to actually do what they mentioned, which was to separate it like that, it would have required the force of the sun. Like, not a nuke, the force the of the goddamn sun. <laughs> so. Well, I think the actual plan that NASA is going to implement, I don't know, it might have changed recently, but I think they were actually talking about making, putting lasers up on satellites for that reason. I don't know if they changed it and they have a different plan now because I know they were talking about we need to start making a plan for asteroids. And I believe lasers was the main one they were considering, at least back in the day. There was a few. Uh, I think I recall that there was another um, another idea that was floated out there, which was essentially to put items around orbit of it to, because the orbit of other things in orbit of a, a celestial body will tend to force it one way or another. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they would sense. they would essentially put things into orbit around the body to try if they had enough time to try and force and project it to a different direction. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so that there, there's a there's a bunch of ideas. Solar sails. You you should look into it. <laughs> I'm sure NASA is. I honestly looking. like I, this is not related to the movie at all, but I think solar sails are one of the more elegant science fiction uh into science reality sort of things like yeah. a solar sail is this beautiful metaphor um or can be whatever i just i love solar sails like as, yeah. a, as an idea as a as a reality like they're just kind of cool yeah i think they actually well i know they made um they've made they've made ones yeah they've made functional solar sails yeah, i don't know like if they move very slowly yeah you know like that's a long-term sort of project i don't um and i don't know that they've done any major projects with them but they have made and like proof of concepted, yeah. Uh, but like they're just so elegant, like both yeah. like visually and as like a propellant. But they're it makes also sense. huge. Considering, oh yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Like they're miles long with those but, sails. Sure, but then you yeah. don't have to carry fuel, which yeah. is like a real. That was the problem. Like when getting off Earth is your biggest hurdle. Like everything yeah. after that, I don't want to say everything after that is easy. The funny thing that I think about space travel is the fact that with the way technology goes. There, there will come a day that there will be deep space explorers that are exploring out into space, and one day somebody else will pass them and go, oh, shit, you guys don't know yet? Oh, no. Well, I think they mainly use the solar sails for, like, satellites to send into deep space. It's oh, not sure. really... Oh, sure. Oh, sure, that's, but that's, I don't think the point is that, yeah. like, like, for instance, like, 80 years ago, if your car went over 35 miles an hour, that was like a marvel, mm -hmm. you know? And now what? what's the land speed record to a, like several hundred miles an hour? Right. Obviously, it's not the stuff that you can do like 
on your on the street or whatever, but like the first mission that goes to deep space mm-hmm. will be moving way slower than the next mission that leaves uh two hundred years later. Yeah, you know, and like it's sort of like thinking that like you know like the time that it took to get from like New York to California back in the day. Now we can do in like a day, right? Instead of like several months. But because the times, whatever. Yeah, I'm but you get the joke away. I apologize. You could you could see somebody doing one of those like we're gonna build an ark and send people across space, and they'll be like on a forty year journey, and then somebody will pull up beside them and be like, "Holy shit, look at this junker!" <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "What?" And they're just like, "You haven't found out quantum quantum entanglement drives yet? Jesus Christ!" <laughs> you guys need to get Lol, selfie. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, if they're still doing selfies that far into the future, I'm gonna be Look, very sad. Look, we've had sad. self-portraits as long as we've had objects to port or like to make portraits out of. Selfies are nothing. New. Yeah, you just had to have a painter back then to make your selfie. I know it was more time-consuming process. It wasn't just like selfie, click, and then drive away. Yeah. Imagine the day when you're just going to be able to yell selfie, and a small nanopod jumps out of your skull and then like goes and takes it I for mean, you before uploading it to the consciousness. There's that selfie drone that exists. Are you getting... talking about that the hoax one? I don't know if it's a hoax or not. Oh, it's the one that has like two small rotary engines, or like two small. Like it's it's like a a thing that mounts like it looks like a cell phone case essentially with like two no, no, rotary. No, 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 oh, no, okay, no. This is like an actual drone, and it's like programmed. I think it's like on Kickstarter or something. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. All right, Armageddon. Oh God, sorry. We this That's movie fine. Is so bad. <laughs> we want to talk about literally anything else. What are our feelings, how, how Armageddon? Do you, how do you feel, Josh? It was your movie. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can watch it if you're into like, disaster movies. I would say, like, when we loaded it up and I looked at the time and I went two and a half hours, I went like, oh. Mm. Like, that was like, I didn't know this was that much of an investment. Yeah. Like, and the first half, of, like I said, we paused at the one hour mark and went like, we aren't even, like, in the shuttles yet. We haven't even gone to space. We've just been having quirky hijinks and singing, we're leaving on a jet plane in like a weird, sexy, like huggy way. And now we're all going to do it in rounds because we're so quirky. And just there were so many points where it's just like, these are the characters. Care about these characters. They're characters. Look at these characters. We didn't cut anything from the movie. This is how you develop a character. Yeah. So um, they, we detailed so much about these characters and yet said nothing so um i think that it is something that you could go back and see but understand that it is not a good movie uh understand that it is definitely a popcorn film that is dated um and that is just full of 90s tropes um i mean it wasn't even well received at the time I mean, you know? it has like a 6.6 on uh, IMDb. It has a 34% on Rotten Tomatoes. There you go. <laughs> Granted, Rotten Tomatoes wasn't around back then, so it's a lot of nostalgia stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder, yeah, I wonder how easy it would be to find, to find, the, like, current, then current um, opinions on the movie. All right, let's do the uh, let's do the best part of the show, the part that everybody tells me they like because I just made it up, and so therefore it's the most fun. Uh, time to recast the movie. <clears throat> oh, God, no, don't. Shut it down. Give the money <laughs> no, to charity. Oh, don't do it. Just what? don't do it. Okay, Carl Sagan as Harry Stamper. Nice. All right. Oh, <laughs> let, let's put actual scientists on. Yeah, yeah. Bill uh, Nye the science guy is going to be in this. AJ, yeah. AJ. He's going to be AJ because he's like 
the the rogue rogiest. Oh, and then um, the Neil deGrasse Tyson as uh, Grace. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to see that. Um, Steve Buscemi's character will be played by <laughs> which science? Uh, uh, science who's the one that passed away recently? Steve that that, that yeah. No. Oh, but give him the original role, the not sleazy one. No, not yeah. non sleazy. Yeah, take all the sleaze back out and then give it. I to mean, Steve Neil deGrasse Hawking. Tyson is playing Grace, so I obviously <laughs> were. Look, nothing has to change about that role. <laughs> There's no character in it. You can absolutely. God, I can't. Nothing changes. Now I can't get the idea of Neil deGrasse Tyson laying there and having Bill Nye the Science Guy move animal crackers around his chest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. All right, that's that, that uh, what works is perfect. Brian Cox as um as Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm running out of Galileo as uh, <laughs> um uh, Carl Zimmer as the evil general. Um, uh, even though I like Carl Zimmer a lot. Uh, Mary Roach as uh the guy with the nuke at the end. Um, I don't know enough science or science journalists to actually cast this movie. This is a sad thing. Okay. It is. Um, all right. So, uh, that's been Armageddon. Yay. Go watch Armageddon. Don't save yourself. <laughs> We've done this one for you, listeners. All right. Uh, let's see. Well, let's go ahead and thank our very favorite listeners. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that our patrons? It is. It's our patrons, the Patreons, the, the ones that Tell go us on the about Patreon. these, the, the eight. Drillers we would take to space. Well, Sabrina, would would you like to read the Patreons this week? So it's sure. so a wonderful, it's a wonderful thing that you can do. It's uh, a wonderful, honorable thing to name these beautiful people. They're wonderful people. So who who are these people? So I want to say thank you to Chuck. I, I want to say Chuck. thank you to Dan. I want to say thank you to Francis. I want to say thank you to Item Crafting. Woo! Woo! I want to say thank you to Phoenician. And I want to say thank you to Radea. So, yes, thank you all. Thanks you all over at the Patreon at patreon.com slash satfriendsclub. Uh, you can the go, bomb. Yep, and you can uh, go... The bomb that they used in this movie. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the bomb that we had to manually detonate by watching this movie. <laughs> uh. um, to which uh, you can go over there. We have the Discord room. You get uh, early access to episodes and special stuff. So uh, you can go check that out. Um, and, uh, if you want, there is, uh, on Twitter, you can get the updates for the episodes at Sat Friends Club and Sat Fr- at satfriendsclub.com. And, uh, next week, <clears throat> uh, Mags had a choice. Yeah. Yeah. I made a choice, uh, which we're probably going to have hopefully less to say about. Uh, but, uh, next week we're going to talk about the 1986 movie, uh, Short Circuit. Does uh does short circuit have uh, such hot bangers like this? Short circuit has one of the I don't even know if the song was used somewhere else, but it is one of the best worst theme songs I've ever heard. It's so delightfully bad. It's Could, it's a true like so bad it's good sort of. Don't worry, you'll hear it in the next episode. It could be something like this. Why would you give that away already? It's awful. Oh, it's amazing. It's so bad, it's great. All right. Uh, we will catch you next episode for more Sat Friends fun. Uh, Till then, sleep well, everyone. <laughs>